What is up, everybody? We're back here for another episode of Doc Talk West Virginia, and we have previous co-host tonight on the show, uh, Mr. Chris Schaefer. And uh, we got an interesting show tonight. We're gonna do uh, we're gonna do a little recap of the uh, the Hobie Bass Open Series on the Susquehanna with Chris. Uh, we're gonna dive into some stats. Uh, he's actually got some cool uh, data analysis that we've uh, that, that we're checking out, and we're actually gonna talk about that a little bit, uh, both on the Susky. And uh, here in, back in West Virginia, we're going to do some uh, talking on that. But then after Chris goes, we got some uh, other stuff we're going to jump into, uh, some results from over the weekend, plus uh, the uh, the whole Major League Fishing controversy uh, that's uh, that's happening right now, and plus some other stuff. But uh, Joey will be joining us here shortly. I think he's away. He's going to jump in in the middle of the show. So uh, once he jumps in, so don't be uh, surprised when he comes in. So... All right. Without further ado, Chris, man, how have you been, and how's it going? I'm doing good, man. I'm a little tired. Just got back from a three-day weekend up in uh, Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, at the uh, Hobie BOS Susquehanna River uh, tournament. So um, I'm kind of recouping now. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And you definitely need to recoup after that smackdown y'all boys put on them up there. That fishing was insane. It was, I mean, we, we had heard leading up to the tournament that, uh, the water was, the river was, um, extremely low, uh, lower than it's really been in a long time. And so, uh, you know, didn't really know how that would affect the fishing, but if you, if you paid attention to the results, you saw, saw it didn't have that big of an impact. So. Yeah, it was, uh, it, they, y'all blew it out of the water for sure. And, uh, man, I'm telling you, there were so many 18 inch fish. I think it was un, it was unreal how many got weighed in. So, um, definitely cool to see. Those are all three, you know, some, some of them probably four pounders, I imagine. Yeah, I would say so. I had my scale on me, but I never took the time. I should have weighed mm-hmm. a couple just to, to get an idea of what they did weigh. But, uh, I would say they're probably in the three and a half range. Some, some of them close to four. Yeah, for sure. Well, man, we want. I wanted to jump on here, and I wanted to get your take on it. Um, your take on the Susky first, kind of walk us through practice, and then how the event went for you. And then uh, we're gonna dive into some stats we got here. But yeah, let's uh, let's hear about practice. How did you break the Susquehanna down? I don't know. Uh, I don't remember exactly where you finished, but how did you break it down? How did you go about doing it? Well, um, when when I heard the water levels were were lower than normal and lower than previous years so this is the third year that hobie has hosted uh an event on the susquehanna uh it's really turning into one of their biggest events of the year uh they're they're really engaged with the uh with the city uh harrisburg um and you know it's just really blowing up i mean the uh venue that the city provided and everything is just Really nice, top class. Um, and so anyways, uh, this is my third year doing it. Uh, and the first year that I went up there, um, I was lucky enough to finish in the top 10. And the water levels were, uh, this weekend was lower, but they were still low then. So I tried to take some things I learned from that weekend and see if I could apply it to this upcoming tournament. And uh, so I had one practice day, uh, went out and essentially was trying to find uh, deeper bodies, deeper areas of the river relative to that section of the river. 
Um, and so I kind of thought maybe those would um, maybe hold some of the more quality fish. Um, and so, you know, on practice day, I was out just, you know, power fishing, throwing a plopper, things like that. Um, and man, they were, they were super shallow. Uh, so the, the whole trying to find deeper water thing on practice day really didn't look like it was going to play out. Um, cause those fish, the cool thing about the Susquehanna, have you been up there, Chase? I've never been, but y'all are making me want to go. So, <laughs> dude, it, it's so it's so cool. I've never seen redfish. I've never been fishing for redfish, mm-hmm. but one of the similarities that I've seen from my videos I've seen of people who redfish is, um, you know, when they're super shallow, um, you'll see people, you know, fishing for those fish down on and and. Um, down south and you'll see sometimes see wake you know from those oh, fish yeah. super shallow like their backs mm-hmm. out of water oh yeah and that's how those, that's how most smallmouth on the susquehanna are um, yes i just i to, to go off that i just saw a video i just reposted on my instagram story Noah minor posted a video of the first one he caught on day one and the bait had not even hit the water yet and the thing was like waking out of the water to come get it dude it's it's, it's wild intense. it's intense man because yeah, just like you could throw if you're throwing top water, I, I am not exaggerating when I say I've caught 19 and 20, 20 inch fish out of there in less than six inches of water, six to twelve inches of water. I, I believe it. Um, I mean, if you think it's too shallow, I mean it's probably where you need to cast. And uh, so yeah, anyways, you can cast up super shallow water, and you can just see the wake of that fish from 15 yards away coming at it and they just blow it up. So, and then the fights on those fish fight like no other fish you, you have experienced, man. I've, I've fished the great lakes and uh, some of the other popular smallmouth bodies of water mm-hmm. and they're comparable in size, but not the way they fight. They fight yes. It's just, just in that current man and that shallow current i can only imagine like how intense it is it's crazy it's crazy man when you you get a 18 plus inch fish on your line uh you really do got to be prepared as far as having your gear and everything you know uh set up correctly and um or or you'll lose that fish man they'll break you off real fast so yeah it was just it, i mean it was wild just the video i saw was just wild and i can't wait for somebody to post some uh some youtube videos on that because i'm i'm very I'm, i want to watch all of them now <laughs> yeah it's just wild I feel, I feel like everyone caught him on a popper though like on a plopper though like, i feel like the whole field was throwing it which i'm totally fine with you know i could sit and watch videos of fish blowing up on ploppers all day well i mean that's actually not what i caught him on and i yeah. think that was a little bit my downfall on day two is I abandoned mm-hmm. top water too fast. Um, you know, on day one, I, I caught, I finished day one and uh, I was in 21st place. I was only uh, three inches um, out of, I think, you know, the top 10 or something. Uh, so I was in a really good spot after day one. And uh, I was catching all my fish off of a jig and a jackhammer. Um, and, um, you know, it really never got. I did catch one, one, one keeper off a of plopper early in the morning, um, but then everything was off a jig and a jackhammer. And uh-huh. uh, so, you know, and I think day two, um, you know, I, I abandoned, 
I abandoned the plopper and top water to kind of try to force the day one bite, and that was my downfall on day yeah. two. Yeah, I mean, I guess, so I assume you probably had a little bit of a weather change going on day two. We did. I mean, weather looked really mm-hmm. promising on day two, man. The temperature dropped a little bit. It was overcast. Yeah. I mean, perfect for top water. I thought yep. it was going to look really good. And um, I started off the morning hitting some spots that are produced on top water in the past, and I didn't get any good bites. And so, I, I, you know, I, I was also, you know, there were 200 anglers in this tournament. Mm-hmm. And even though the Susquehanna is a huge river, we were sharing, you know, sharing spots with a lot of people. And uh, I saw a couple of people that morning kind of inching closer to where I would caught quality fish the day before. And so I kind of abandoned where I was at and shot straight down to that section to kind of basically, you know, get on those fish before yeah. somebody else could. And they, the, just the same quality fish weren't there. And, um, yeah, to know, me, it seemed, it, to me, it seemed like, and I was just watching the leaderboard, so I have no idea. But to me, on the, on the second day, I got to watch the leaderboard real close, but it seemed like, y'all, it, it wasn't as productive in the morning as it had been the first morning. It seemed like the first morning, everyone lit them up, like right off the bat. Like it was insane what I was seeing. And then the second morning, I mean, it was still good, but it wasn't, not near as good as the first morning. Yeah. yeah. See, I didn't check the leaderboard at all, day one or day two. Mm-hmm. Um, I, but, but like what you just said, I had all of my five keepers on day one by, I think, 10, 10 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was the same. So that's kind of how it played out for me, too, is the, the better bites were right out of the, bat, right out of the gate in the morning. Um, day two... I don't know how the rest of the field was. Like I said, I wasn't watching the leaderboard, but um, it took a while for me to start catching fish that were even halfway decent. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was definitely. It was definitely different, dude. I. I, I can't wait. I'm. I'm gonna have to take a trip up there at some point and go try to catch some of those smallmouth because that's uh, y'all boys had some fun. But um, yeah. Anyway, on 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 top of that, so what did you end up finishing in the on the on that one? Thirty uh, eighth. Thirty eighth. That's a that's a, a really impressive finish. I don't know who the who was the highest Western. I think Storm was up there, I believe, but I'm I'm not sure. Um, uh, Storm finished. I think he was thirtieth. Um, the highest yeah. West Virginia angler was uh, Joshua Jordan. Yeah. Uh, he cast a check. Uh, he finished sixteenth out of. Uh, awesome. 200 anglers um so uh yeah it was a great showing for for him and a, and a lot of the west Virginia guys yeah we're, we're gonna dive into that in just a minute but i just uh i want to let everyone know that uh, this is watching the show i know we were recording on monday this actually got tomorrow but uh do stay tuned for next week's show we're gonna bring on nolan ewing who finished first and second uh next week for next week's show so keep in mind for that we're gonna get we're gonna get the rundown on that but uh man uh we, you had sent me before the show. You had sent me this little, uh, this this little data sheet that you had took and uh, showed. Uh, let's pull it up here on the screen if I can, and uh, we'll just kind of move it. This is gonna kind of block us, but we're gonna pull it up anyways. I don't know if you can see that on your screen, but it's kind of in the middle, in between us. So this is the top 50 anglers per state. Now I want you to break this down and explain this to everyone who's viewing this. As to uh, what this what this means here. Well, so so you didn't know it before the show, Chase, but a lot of the, the 
OG kayak anglers know I'm kind of a data geek, and uh, so I enjoy doing things like this. And uh, I, I thought it'd be a, a neat little talking point uh, and a good way to shout out the West Virginia anglers and, and their uh, awesome showing at the Susquehanna River event this past weekend. So what you're seeing here basically is um, I just took the top 50 results from uh, Tourney X, and uh, beside each angler's um, profile name, it has which state – um they're from and so basically i just took that and uh compiled that data and then broke it down here to kind of show how west virginia fared against the rest of that because this is truly a national tournament there's anglers from all over the united states that attend this and um so as you can see here um you know based off of the top 50 results out of 200 anglers um west virginia had the, the second best showing only behind Pennsylvania, which obviously with the Susquehanna being in their backyard, mm -hmm. that's to be expected. Um, you know, a couple of things I will also add. Um, I didn't want to provide falsified numbers, but um, technically I count uh, Matt Ball as a West Virginia. Yep. But he's, he's under the Ohio stats here. And then <laughs> um, uh, since Nolan uh, went to WVU, he is now, uh, yep. a West Virginian too, even though he has VA beside his profile. Yeah, so, I um, I agree. So we could have had ten in there, really. Te technically, we should have had ten. So yeah, I agree. Um, but anyway, that's uh, you know, we were at the captains' meeting Friday night. Uh, all the West Virginia guys were sitting at a table with each other. It was uh, you know, Matt Ball and Joshua Jordan, um, it, all those guys, Storm. Uh, Brian Butcher, Mikey Holcomb, uh, I don't want to leave anybody out, but all the guys from West Virginia was at the same table. And basically, we were sitting there talking, and he basically said, you know, if you finish, if, if you're the top finishing angler out of this group of guys sitting here, you're going to cash a check. And we were right. I mean, Joshua yep. Jordan um, ended up finishing higher than all of us, and he cashed a check because we knew, uh, you know, the West Virginia guys always show up strong at these yes, events, sir. but especially the, 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 the river vents, um, yep. they especially seem to do well in. Um, and so, you know. I, listen, I agree. I agree totally because, I mean, we have, I mean, I don't know. I can't speak for the Susquehanna because I've never been there. But, I mean, it's, it's surely fish is somewhat similar to what we have here at home. And, you know, our the guys from back here are talented enough that even if it, you know, even if there is a small, small difference, you know, they can pick up on it pretty well. And that can be, that same said can be, that same thing can be said for the, you know, for the bass boat guys too. You know, we have guys on the, uh, that go fish national tournaments in the, uh, in the, in the boats and do just as well. So, uh, we see it all the time, man. There's, there's a, there's a talented group of anglers in West Virginia and that's for sure. And they, normally most of the time when you get a national tournament, they normally show out. So, you know, we have at least, you know, quite a, you know, not a, not a whole bunch, but you'll have quite a handful of them, you know, show up to the top of the, top of the results. Yeah. I mean, you're, I mean, whether it's bass boat or kayak anglers, I mean, we, our guys have always, uh, fared well at a national level. Um, yeah. you know, we were talking about that too this weekend and I don't know what your view on that is, but, uh, on why that is, but I kind of think it's just where we've grown up having to grind so hard to catch 18 inch fish, you know, yep. like, um, it's, it's a, it's a not easy to do around here. Yeah. I, this in a tournament. And I think, you know, it, it's things that we don't understand that we're learning 
uh, at the time, but I think we develop instincts on how to find bigger fish, um, you know, in, in tougher situations. And uh, that ends up shaping out good for us on tournament days uh, when fish have been pressured and beat to death all week. And, um, you know, that's kind of my opinion, but. Uh, yeah, yeah, man. I, 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 I just had this conversation not too long ago. What you kind of piggybacking on what you just said about, um, you know, us West Virginia guys. We're always, you know, we're always in the grind for that, you know, that one big fish. And it seems like to me, and I don't know how you feel, but I just feel like, you know, the people around our state have a way of either changing up like a bait or, uh, you know, a technique or, you know, just having that instinct to go find that one big one that can jump them ahead of so far, you know, up the leaderboard. And I feel like that's kind of like a special thing we have because you, you don't get a lot of quality bites around here, right? So you're always just, you know, you're looking to try to catch your limit. And then on top of that, you're just going to try to go catch one big one. Or sometimes, um, if you're like me, <laughs> I go hunting for a big one first and then I'll, you know, I'll try to scrounge out my limit. But I, I feel like that is a kind of common thing. You know, for us West Virginia guys, anyways. Yeah, yeah, I agree, and it could be also. I mean, where we where we grind, you know, all day long trying to find that one big fish. I think that kind of instills um, something in us not to give up. You know, throughout mm-hmm. until you know, literally the last cast. And some other guys that I don't want to call. I don't want to call English from you know states with better bodies of water spoiled. But I mean, when you go out and you're used to catching those types of fish all day long, every day, and you go on tournament day and, and things ain't shaping out well for you. I mean, do those guys really, you know, grind it out like we do? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Well, dude, I, well, it, I'll put it this way. I catch a, you know, I go out of state and I'll catch a 15, 16 incher and I'll think, oh my gosh, man, like this is a giant. You know what I mean? <laughs> and you just kind of get that confidence boost when, you know, to go get the next one and go get the next one. It's not like, you know, I feel like people who are from out of state, you know, they catch a, like you say, they catch, you know, just another two-pounder or whatever, and they're just thinking, oh, you know, it's just a two-pounder. Well, two-pounder here is a big thing. You know, that's a big deal. Right. That's a great quality fish here. So, and you definitely want as many as you can get it in your limit. So, that's a good point. So, oh, man. So, we're going to bring up, uh, we'll kind of move on to our next little thing we had here. Um Speaking of uh, quality fish here in West Virginia, we had a you made a whole data sheet. Now I don't know how many of these you've made, but I, I definitely want to get as many as I possibly can. I'm gonna try to post these up on the website, or maybe have you post these up on the website because these are pretty awesome. But I wanted to share this with the viewers, and I'm gonna move it around here. But this is, and I'll let you explain what this is. I think it's popped up on your screen, but this is the uh, West Virginia kayak fishing tournament catch catch data. So if you can go through and kind of explain that, that would be cool. Sure. So, um, you know, and this, this is, this is a little dated as far as, uh, we, we didn't chase and I were just texting back and forth. And, uh, so this kind of literally just got blown up out of the blue. And so the data there is, uh, not current. Uh, it's, co- I think it's a year or two old. Um, but, you know, like I said, I, I'm a data analyst. That's what I do for my job. So I'm, I, I like crunching numbers and, and, looking at things like this. And so, um, you know, for you all that know how the kayak fishing trails work, um, they use an app called Tourney X um, to judge their fish. And so all this data, all the catch data is publicly available out on that website. 
And so a year or two ago, I went out and um, uh, basically for all the West Virginia trails, went out to every one of the tournaments that they had had in the last two years. And um, I just, I think I took their top 10. Uh, I didn't take every angler in the field because that would have took a long time to compile all that. But basically I just took uh, the top 10 catch data from each tournament for each of the West mm-hmm. Virginia kayak trails and, and compiled all that data together and uh, broke it down by um, bodies of water, um, by season um, and things like that. And uh, I think there's some really, to me, um, you know, there's some really interesting things that you can learn from looking at stuff like this. Um, you know, and there were some, there were some things that surprised me as far as uh, how some bodies of water stacked up yeah. against other bodies of water in the state. I mean, I, I think like someone like West Virginia DNR would be extremely interested in utilizing something like this to, you know, kind of see how certain bodies of water are, are performing and things like that. So, yeah. And I, I got one on what I see here, just right off the, just one I just I caught right off whenever you sent it to me. I just happened to look at the catches over 18 inches and, uh, it's wild to me that the Greenbrier has more catches over 18 inches than some of the, than the new river or the upper mud lake. Or some right. of the, you know, some of the bigger, some of the bigger lakes we have in the state. I think that's pretty wild to me that that's, uh, that that's even the thing. Cause normally most of the time when you think the Greenbrier, you're thinking, you know, 12, 13 inches, most of them. But that's, uh, that's some interesting info. So I will, um, we will definitely probably post this up on the website for people to see. I think that might be, uh, something cool to post. But, uh, yeah, man, that's, uh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I agree, man. That, was, that caught my eye too. And then if you kind of go over to the side of that, the next little chart, the Greenbrier, if you go down, it actually, a majority of the catches on the Greenbrier um, are in that 10 to 15 inch range. Um, yeah. But yeah, so it is, but it looks like when somebody catches a, a nice fish, um, it, it's a good one. Um, so, you know, it's kind of interesting how that data kind of breaks down. Uh, so, yeah, man, you know. it's uh, it's it's definitely different. I mean, uh, and I'm just kind of looking here, just at the uh, the kind of the catch breakdown, even on the AP, right, the recreation lane. Now, I've never been there, but my gosh, I mean, that is insane. You know that there's so many fish of that size, and that's you know that's another good thing we, you kind of pointing out before the show was, you know, you can kind of tell when a lake is going to be on the rise just because just of the numbers that are you know you're able to break down here and show the amount of you know 15 to 16 inch 16 to 17 inch fish and uh that kind of gives you an idea you know going forward what the what the lake has to offer yeah i mean yeah you're right i mean upper mud just looking at those numbers and mm-hmm. it's been like i said it's been a while since i've looked at these numbers but uh upper mud you know 70 percent of the the fish catches on that body of water is between 12 and 17 inches. So, I mean, you would just assume in the next couple of years, um, you know, obviously those fish are going to be growing um, and uh, that body of water is really going to be producing here uh, shortly. So, um, yeah, man, it's, and that's, that's another thing. And I'll attest to it because I just, I fish there all the time. Um, You know, right now we're seeing this trend and I, you know, just talking to the people that I know that fish up there quite a bit. You know, they're not catching the quality fish that we used to catch up there. Like, we very, I mean, now here the past few years, we haven't really, I mean, we're catching, you know, every now and then you'll catch a pretty good one, but 
not like it has been in previous years. And you're seeing a lot of those, like your data shows, you're you're seeing a lot of those three pounders, two and a half, three pounders that um, we typically weren't really catching before. We was catching it was either. You know, used to years a few years ago, it was only you know you might catch you know some twelve, thirteen inches, but most of the time you were catching you know fish well over eighteen inches long, and it seemed like um, that was pretty common for the lake. But uh, over here, the past few years, we've we've kind of seen that decline. So that's kind of that's uh, that's kind of neat. That's kind of some neat info. I I would definitely use this one day, but um, yeah, definitely cool. So, well, man, yeah, uh, well, uh, it'd be it'd be interesting to kind of get feedback from from your audience on some yeah. stats that would be, you know, helpful or interesting to them. And then maybe we can go out and try to figure out ways we could compile that data and, and, and present that in the same way we did this. I mean, I think that would be kind of cool. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm, I'm going to put this out there for everyone else to, uh, that's watching the show. Um, and I don't know what – actually, I'm going to ask you this because I might actually send you this stuff over – um, how easy, I mean, I don't know how exactly you go about doing that type of stuff, but dude, I would be willing to send you some stuff over from the Marshall trails over the years and let you put something together. I don't know if you'd be willing to do that, but, um, I have everything ready, you know, ready and available, whatever you need it on. Yeah. Send it over to me. I'll check it out. I mean, um, the more granular the data is, the better. Um, mm-hmm. so, you know, that makes it a lot easier on me to kind of compile and break it down like that. But, um, you know, um, and, and if it's in like an Excel sheet or something, mm-hmm. that, that's, that's ideal. Yeah. Uh, you know, sometimes I've got data sent over to me that's on like a, a Word document or something. Yeah. And I mean, that's fine. But then, you know, basically I got to turn around and type Put it, it on, into yeah. something. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, any, any, anything like that, that it's already kind of structured. Um, and, and the more granular, the better. Um, you can, you can do more in-depth analysis on things like that, but, uh, yeah, send it over. We'll, I'll see what I can do for you and we can try to kind of paint a picture of what the fishing has been like on the Marshall trail last few years. Yeah, absolutely. That'd be cool. That would definitely be cool. And I'm going to put this out there for, uh, you know, and I don't, and I'll actually just let you kind of address the viewers and I don't, uh, just kind of off of what you said a minute ago, um, just about the, uh, you know, seeing the stats and that type of different thing. Um, I guess if they're willing to send that stuff over, I guess we could probably, we could probably compile some of that data over, um, just to see, just to see on our lakes, you know, I feel like, I feel like there could be some, uh, some useful data, you know, to see, um, you know, the size of the catch where, where people are catching and that type of stuff, you know, here around home and see what bodies of water need work and what, you know, what bodies of water are doing better than the others. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So, all right, man. Well, we are, uh, we're kind of getting to the end of our little, our little deal here. And uh, I am going to, oh, it looks like we have Joey on the other line and uh, we're going to bring him in and we're probably going to... Uh, Get ready to take off on the next segment of the show. But, uh, dude, I don't know. I tried to look up. I don't think. Do you have Facebook anymore? I don't have Facebook, man. I, I got I, off. I didn't well, think so. I, I've almost, I've almost uh, been off Facebook for a year now. So wow. I cold turkey and um, haven't come back yet. So Impressive. Impressive. <laughs> So, man, well, listen, uh, I know you got a uh, busy tournament. I don't know what you got coming up next. I think you're probably going to fish the New River um, this weekend, I imagine, aren't you? Uh, I would love to, but I'll be at the beach with the family. So oh, well, enjoy that. Enjoy that. So, 
Well, man, we're going to leave you to it. Um, I don't know if you have any way for anybody to reach out to you or, you know, follow you up on, uh, up on you know, social media. But uh, feel free to leave any of that out there for, uh, for the viewers. I know we've, uh, we've, we used to have you on the show all the time, and uh, we had a great time back then. But, uh, man, anytime you want to come back, just uh, give me a holler. All right, buddy. Well, I appreciate you having me on. And uh, um, like I said, let me know what your audience thinks of the stat breakdown. If there's something I can help you all out with, just let me know. I'll be happy to put something together for you. Absolutely. We're gonna we're gonna look into uh, we're gonna look into uh, probably doing something on the website here soon with that. So I'll uh, I'll shoot you a I'll shoot you a text here soon. All right, buddy. We'll talk all to y'all right. later. See you, Chris. Later. All right, and just like that. Mr. Chris Schaefer, everybody. That was a great little segment. We got to uh, bring in Chris and uh, discuss some uh, discuss the uh, the kayak, the Hobie BOS on the Susquehanna and all that good stuff. And uh, got to do a little data breakdown. But uh, without further ado, we have a uh, we have our co-host here, and uh, he's waiting on the other line. But we uh, uh, we got some interesting topics we're going to talk about tonight. And I lost my little sheet. There it is. And uh, we got we got some interesting stuff we're gonna talk about. We got a few results we're gonna flip through, and then we are gonna dig right into the uh, the show for tonight that uh, that I've been waiting to talk about. And we got an interesting one, and uh, pretty excited to, uh, to talk about it. And uh, so without further ado, let's bring in Joey here. So let me get this all set up here. Oh, oh, there we go. Mr. Gress, can you hear us? Uh oh. Well, <laughs> looks like he's uh look like Mr. Joey left out. I don't know really what happened there, but we'll let him uh, try to re reconnect here. But in the meantime, uh, we are going to run through a few results from over the weekend that I know that we had some uh, local fishermen in. Other than the uh, the Hobie Bass Open on the Susquehanna. Shout out to those guys who uh, who did well in that. Joshua Jordan, shout out to you, man, for that 16th place. But we got Joey now trying to rejoin. Let's try this one more time. Uh-oh. There he is. Can you hear us, Joey? Yes. There he yes, is. I can hear you. I think yeah. we're... Yeah, I we're good. We're on a delay again. Yeah, um, probably so. But I'm here. <laughs> there we go. Well, man, we just got uh, done. I don't know if you probably caught the tail end of it, but I just got done uh, t chatting with Chris about the uh, about the Hobie BOS tournament on the Susquehanna, and uh, we kind of did a uh, little recap of some data he had from uh, not only that event, but from uh, from from around the state. So that was pretty neat to look at all that. Probably gonna get that posted up on the website. Uh, I'm gonna show Chris kind of how to post up on that. Maybe he's he's willing to do that. Maybe do some uh, some data on some future stuff. So uh, again, if you guys have some cool data or something you want broke down, uh, do send it over to the Facebook page. Uh, even if that's term old term results or whatever, if you have some old data that you'd like to share, um, send that over to me because we can probably. I'm sure Chris can break it down in some way and look at it in an analytical way. Uh, he's very talented at that. So. Uh, I'm definitely going to uh, try to pry him a little bit and uh, post some more stuff. But, man, Joey, how have you been, man? And uh, what's been going on with, with Joey here the past week? Oh, you know what's going on. Um, <laughs> I've been all right. Not bad. Just been working. Literally working every day. Um, yeah. Trying to get the boat out as much as possible. Actually, recently, I actually got to go out to uh, local lake. I blanked. 
it was yep. it was very tough. <laughs> it was very very tough, uh, but I only got out for a few hours. But hey, I'll take it. There you uh, go. Yeah, but other than that, I've been good. How was Saint Clair? Saint Clair was a uh, was a blast, man. And uh, shout out to uh, Tony and Tina for taking me up there. It was uh, definitely a memorable trip. There was we had some exciting uh, we had some exciting some exciting things. We'll we'll kind of jump into that here in a minute. But uh, definitely, uh, definitely a trip to remember. It was memorable. I'll put it that way. Caught plenty of smallmouth. Uh, had a blast. Uh, caught plenty of uh, caught plenty of new personal bests this week. Um, not for me, but for Kelsey, caught quite a few. Uh, Luke also, John's son, caught quite a few of his new personal bests. He kept upgrading and upgrading and upgrading. So it was definitely definitely a fun week, man. We uh, we had a blast. But uh, dude, let me jump into these uh, these results. And then we'll kind of jump into St. Clair. Uh, we'll talk about that. And then, man, we're going to jump right into our topic for tonight because we have an uh, interesting topic. We're about 30 minutes deep into this, so I want to try to keep this right at an hour, but if we run over, that's yeah. all good. So, all right. Anyway, anyway, we're going to jump right into uh, the Fishers of Men, West Virginia, Ohio East Division. Uh, just finished up their season this weekend up on Chautauqua Lake in Pennsylvania. And, uh, man, it was a two-day tournament. Uh, both weights were, weights were separated, so you had day one, day two. Uh, both both weights were zero. The weights were zeroed after each day. But uh, taking home the win on day number one, Aaron Riffle and uh, Ryan Smith won day one with 17 pounds and three ounces. So the story about that was, so they take, um, they take, uh, they take the top points finisher to the national championship, and Ryan... And Aaron had closed in on Dustin and uh, Joe Osgood that uh, were holding the that were holding the lead down and uh, got pretty close, man. Got pretty close. It was it come down to the last day, last day of fishing, and uh, to you know to decide that national championship berth. And uh, on day two, Dustin Dennis and Joe Osgood uh, won the points by just three points. Uh, on day two, they weighed in seventeen pounds and six ounces and, and took the win that day. And uh, man, what a what a tournament there was. Uh, there was some great. Great weights at Chautauqua, uh, as as expected. Um, that place is incredible, incredible largemouth fishery, yes. and um, so pretty interesting to follow along with that. I uh, definitely pretty cool after day one. I saw where it was going to be clo- the points were going to be close going into the second day. I didn't know it was a two day tournament. Second day, so I was I was definitely trying to keep up with that, and I was <laughs> I actually when I got home I refreshed my feed to try to see if uh, if that if they had concluded that, and true enough they did. So. Uh, so congratulations to Dustin and Joe for uh, advancing to the uh, Fishers of Men National Championship. I don't know where that's held exactly, but I do know that they made it uh, through the points. So congratulations to those guys. They uh, they definitely deserved it. Dustin is a heck of a fisherman, and uh, same can be said for Joe. So, all right, moving forward. Also over the weekend, man, we had the uh, the Bassmaster Junior National Championship on Carroll County Lakes down in Huntington, Tennessee. And uh, man, our uh, you know our our youth showed out again, and uh, didn't take the win this year, but we had some great finishes uh, beyond our boys, and I'm I'm beyond proud of them uh, for you know going down there and representing West Virginia well. They they done a great job, and uh, so I just want to run through that real quick. Uh, in 13th place was uh, Carson and Kipton Dick from Wayne Middle School, along with their boat coach Kevin Dick. They done a Fantastic job this week. I don't know the exact way. I'm actually going to pull that up and see what they ended up with. 
But, uh, you know, congratulations to those guys. That's a heck of a finish. I, I believe that's their first ever national championship, so I expect to see them back there again. They've done a, uh, done a phenomenal job. Let's pull up the, uh, let's pull up the, uh. How many votes were in this uh, this championship? This I'm believe I believe sixty. They had sixty four qualifying, and what was cool is, man, we had we had three votes in it, which was probably the most of any state, I believe, because yeah. we had uh, we had two from really? our state. Yep, yeah, we had two from our state. One was from the points. Uh, they 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 gave a, uh, a championship berth to the points, and then they gave a championship berth to the actual state championship winner, and then Bo and Airy actually requalified for. Right. Uh, yeah, they requalified by winning last year, so it actually worked out pretty good. We ended up getting three teams in there, and uh, man, I'm gonna try to pull these results up real fast. So we can see how our boys done. They have the results up. They do, and uh, yeah, so they ended up finishing. Carson and Kipton had on day one had five had uh, four pounds and three ounces with five fish. On day two, had a much better day. It looked like they caught a big one. Day two uh, ended up with nine twelve. And uh, on day two, which gave them a total of thirteen eleven, they actually uh, or thirteen oh five. I'm sorry, they had a uh, they had a giant on day two, which is uh, pretty common for uh, Ch- or not Chautauqua, but uh, Carroll County Lakes. That place pumps out big ones. I've never been there before, but uh, supposedly it's a little honey hole. So we will scroll down here to uh, to twenty. Okay, finishing up in 22nd was our uh, Southern West Virginia Junior Bassmasters of Luke Stewart and Austin Craze, who on day one had uh, had five fish for five pounds and eight ounces. On day two, finished up with 410 with a total of 10.02 for two days of fishing. So, cracked up inside the top 25. So, congratulations to those boys for uh, bringing home another top 25. And then rounding out, we had uh, Bo and Ari, who had a little bit of trouble on day one. Uh, I, I, I assume the uh, whenever they put the boat in the water that morning, uh, they had a little troll motor problem. And I actually had to get the troll motor swapped in the middle of the pouring rain. Uh, and shout out to, uh, and I want to make sure that I'm right yes. on this, Maryland. There was a couple folks from Maryland Bass Nation who actually had a spare troll motor and actually... Swapped it out, for, helped them swap it out, and got those boys back on the water. So big shout out to those to those folks who uh, who made that happen. Uh, that that made my whole day. You know, it just awesome. it goes. Yeah, man, it goes to show that um, you know us, our bass fishing community. You know, we don't we uh, we're we're one big family, and we take try to take care of each other the best we can. So, but that was uh, that was that was pretty much the recap on the juniors. So congratulations to those guys for going down there and competing and representing us well. They done a, they done a fantastic job, man. I'm proud of them. They done a great job. But we are uh, we're gonna move into our topic for the sh- for the show tonight. We have a uh, we have a pretty interesting topic, Joey. And uh, I don't know if you got to you got to see much on it, but uh, yes, yes, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely controversial. We saw uh, I I left it up on the Facebook for uh, for some people to uh, comment and kind of got some feedback on it. But uh, the uh, major league fishing uh, controversy that is going on right now between the uh, with a uh, with a uh, disqualification of an angler after he was caught um, soliciting for in- information, so uh, we're gonna kind of dive into that and uh, what all that entails. So uh, it came to my attention that uh, well, and this is what's weird about this. So and I don't I want to get everyone's opinion. Y'all y'all can leave your uh, opinion in the comment and let me know how you feel. But um, so it appears to me. 
And I don't know why MLF waited so long to make this announcement. But um, it was obvious that Jeff Sprague had uh, had solicited for information for a uh, event, for the first event of the year. I believe it was on Lake Darbon. And uh, had solicited for some information. Uh, he had been texting. I don't know who exactly this was. Uh, I didn't that, dig that deep. But uh, he was definitely texting somebody for information. Got caught in the middle of it. Got wrapped up in the middle of it. But it was said that they had these texts from all the way back, dating back to February, that they had these texts. Now, I don't... Now, if I'm a tournament organization, I'm not really, really? sure if... Uh, yeah, I'm not really sure if uh, waiting around till July to disqualify somebody who you know was intentionally breaking the rules back in February that you knew in February was a good idea to wait till July to then disqualify him and then uh, you know make the press release about it. Now, that being said, I've, I've heard this on uh, Luke Duncan's podcast that uh, bad press is not necessarily what uh, Major League Fishing or any tournament organization is trying to do. They don't want to put that out there uh, just because that's not a great look for for them. It's not a great look for their sponsors because uh, as we all know and some of you do know, well I don't say all of us, but some of us do know that uh, Major League Fishing actually shares a sponsor with uh, some of the Jeff Sprague sponsors. So not really sure why they waited till July. I'll let you all decide what you think about it, but uh, I think that it had to do something with uh, with their sponsors, um, and it was kind of probably thrown onto the table, and they weren't really going to try to say anything about it until there might have been some upset uh, anglers who were going to uh, speak out about it if they didn't. And uh, so MLF probably stepped up as good as they could, uh, in that moment and uh, made that press release so uh, definitely pretty sad man I mean that is uh, that's honestly that's a little bit that's a little pitiful that uh, that type of stuff happens and uh, I don't I don't really know I just I, I I don't feel like that's right I feel like if there's a rules infraction and you knew about it right off the gate um, it was better off for you to go ahead and you know make that press release then instead of waiting you know five months you know, to make that to make that release, um, that just didn't make much sense to me. I, I didn't understand that. Uh, I guess they were going to try to throw it under the rug until maybe uh, until maybe there was some push and shove from the from the anglers. And uh, I don't know. All right, I'll let I'll let everybody make their mind up on that. But, yeah, I uh, and I and I listen to the podcast. Yeah, and I. And I listened to part of the podcast with with Luke Duncan over you know this this morning, and he was pretty much you know, and he was talking with Zach Birch, and Zach Birch made a great point, and uh, this is this is what's kind of cruddy about about that whole situation is, so I want y'all to put this keep this in mind, Zach Birch, uh, I don't remember what exact uh, tournament this was, but there was this year. Uh, he actually was uh, didn't do too well the first day. Was found himself way back in the field. Uh, actually called the tournament director to see if he could leave the tournament early, and then uh, he was going to try to leave the tournament early, drive to Virginia to the uh, to the James River and try to get another practice day for the Open, for the Bassmaster Open. And the tournament and the tournament director's words were exactly, "No," he said, "You can you can go, but." 
you're going to face up to a $25,000 fine plus suspension from the next tournament. For leaving early. For leaving early. For leaving the event early. Not not yeah. soliciting for information. Not blatantly cheating. Mm-hmm. But leaving the tournament early so he could go to another tournament. And they were going to they were going to fine him $25,000 plus suspend him from the next tournament. So to me, like, what in the yeah. world are they doing over there, man? Like, you got a guy blatantly cheating. You're gonna slap him on the wrist. You're gonna take his check, and you're gonna let him fish. You're gonna let him fish the last event of the year. Meanwhile, this guy tries. The other guy tries to leave the event early. He's gonna get fined twenty five thousand dollars. Not gonna make a check, and then he's then he's not gonna be able to compete in the next next event. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Like it's it's honestly just it, it's cruddy. It's uh it it just goes to show you that uh and I I'm not gonna sit here and speak for you know, I'm not gonna speak one way or the other, but um I'll let you guys make your opinion on it. You know where I stand. But uh I mean that's to me that's that is not fair at all. Um so I, I definitely think something has to be done no. there. Um no. something definitely has to be done there. I don't I don't know what they're gonna do, I don't know what they're gonna what their plan is moving forward, but I mean I there's going to be a lot of mad anglers <laughs> over there, and uh, they're going to have their hands full. So, do what they want. But um, I'm just I'm not here to uh, I'm not here to I'm not here to, uh, to to speak one way or the other. But that's a that's a whole hornet's nest over there. That does not need to be happening when when you are one of the top. Let's say tournament leagues, so to speak, in in the industry right now. Uh, definitely not a good look for them, especially when they were just, gro- not just growing, but they're just recently starting to get big here in the past couple years. And uh, not good. Not very good. Yeah, man. It's uh, not not good. Not a good look for them. They, um, I mean, here, here in the past few years, I mean, ever since the split, you know, it's always been controversial. Uh, some of the things they've done, and I, I just felt like just here recently, um, you know, over the past year, they've done a, they did a good job. They've, they've kept their nose out of most of things, right. and they've, they've done a good job, you know, scheduling and other, maybe other than, uh, they scheduled over top of the Bassmaster Classic with the best Pro Tour event, which I thought was kind of petty. But, um, yeah. you know, they, they, they've, 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 they haven't started too much controversy until now, and uh, I just felt like now, once that came out and that was all that all happened, it was uh, not it's not a good look for them. So, again, we will uh, we'll let the we'll let the uh, we'll let the viewers decide uh, what they think about um, what they think about the situation. So you guys let me know what y'all think about that situation down in the comments, and uh, we'll go back through and look at those at a later time. But. Uh, one more thing before we uh, before we cap off here, we're uh, do we 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 booked through the show pretty quick. Um, I don't know if you saw. I think I sent it to you earlier. Really? Did you send Did you send this to me earlier? Did I send this to oh. you earlier? The uh, the um, the Texas angler, the Texas high school angler. Yeah, you you sent it to me, but I saw it. I don't know about a week ago ish around. Yeah, it was I, about a week ago that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was about a week ago since I saw it, and uh, I kind of want to get your everybody else's take on this as well. So uh, I don't know if anybody saw it or who all did see it. Oh my gosh, man, I'm awful tonight. Um, 
I don't know if anybody else did see it, but the uh, there was a Texas high school angler that was caught cheating um, on the uh, on a, on a small was local. There... Yeah, there was actually two. There was actually two, but there was actually I think one that had done it blatantly. I think there was one, but I think I'm actually not sure how this how it all how the story worked. I haven't read it in about a week. I'm pretty sure it was one that got caught in the act, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. That, yeah, uh, the other one they were fishing together. I, I don't know some some along those lines. Yeah, um, I haven't kept up with it since, like you said, about a week ago. Yeah, it's been it's been about a week since I read it. But actually, I'll pull it up here and, and uh, we'll just we'll, actually, you know what? We'll just pull it up here and we'll just look at it ourselves. Let's see here. Um, just so I'm hundred percent sure on this. Man, I haven't. Uh, that time to see all this stuff happen. That's yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's it's uh we're we're seeing a lot of it. Just seems like these summer months uh we see this cheating thing come up come about, and I don't understand why. It seemed like last year about this time there was another incident. Uh, let's see, see if I can find it here. Uh, it was man, where in the world is this? Um. Check our, check our uh, messages. Yeah, I, well, I can, but I, I don't have it readily available. Uh, Man, I'm, I'm thinking, uh, what was that? Do you remember the name of the lake, Joey? Off the top of your head, do you have your phone handy? Uh, It is Eagle Mountain Lake. Yeah, that's it. Hold on just a second. Pull this up here. And uh, we'll talk about this real quick. Oh, here we go. I found it. So, uh, in the post it says, uh, uh, On June 14th, I received word that someone had found laundry baskets tied together and placed in the water with fish in them. It was early in the day prior to our tournament, and the game warden was notified but was unable to get to the lake before the fish were released by the person who had found them. We had no idea who placed the basket, but assumed that it might be from someone's fishing fishing the tournament that night. Uh... There was a man named Ryan Dusek agreed to wait in the tree line and watch once the tournament started to see if to see who, if anyone, would go look for those fish. Just a few minutes after the start of the tournament, I received word there was a boat with a young man, unknown who was at the time, who was looking at the basket. He pulled the basket up, saw the fish were missing. However, there was a second basket of fish that the game warden and whoever found the basket first missed. Uh, my guy hiding in the tree, uh, the Ryan, who was hiding in the tree, was able to video this person, pull the basket up, dump the fish into his boat, and then he idled out a little ways and began placing the fish on cold tags and placing them into his live well. Um, so to me, and there's just some others, um, says that another guy and himself, the guy that made the post, immediately went to his boat and personally saw him picking up the fish in his boat. And when he noticed this, uh, he said he started throwing the bass back into the water. Uh, I called out to him, and then he didn't. He then pulled up next. Then pulled up next to him, confronted him about the fish. He denied he was cheating and stated that he he just happened to find the basket with bass, and that he was going to keep them in his live well to release them later back into the water. Uh, at that point, that guy had requested to submit it to a polygraph, and uh, the the angler had refused. So, uh, to me, Which, in that, hmm, good. 
in that uh, on that post, it said uh, in the holes of the division or league, whatever they were fishing in, that if you had refused a polygraph test, you were disqualified from that tournament. Yes, I read on there. So immediately it was disqualified, but other yeah, than me- that, I, that, yeah, me- that's. Yeah, immediately he's disqualified. He, uh, there was definitely proof, man. And it was, it's kind of sad to see that this, you know, happens to a young kid at this age that, uh, but it just, man, it just goes to show you that, hey, listen, don't, if you're going to come fish and you're going to do it, you do it legit. Don't, uh, try to, uh, don't try to, uh, beat around the bush. Don't try to cheat. That is, uh, that is not how we're supposed to raise our children. I don't know, you know, I, I, like a lot of it can be said about that, you know, and uh, I feel like that's uh, that's pretty petty. So, um, you know, I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna mention the names. Uh, if you guys saw it, then you know who it is. But uh, it's uh, not a good situation down there in Austin, Texas. Um, so, what my advice is this on this situation: uh, if you even think about cheating, man, shame on you. You know, shame on you. It's one thing to, um, it's one thing to cheat on purpose. It's another thing to, um, cheat and not know you did it, right? Um, but when you have laundry baskets tied up with fish in them, there's no, there's no excuse. None. Zero. There's no excuse at all why you should be doing that. That's, uh, that's not only cheating, but that, that can fall under felonies. You know what I mean? So... And the same thing can yeah, be very the, much so. mm-hmm, the same thing can be said the same thing can be said for uh, Jeff Sprague, you know. He he knew the rule, blatantly knew the rule and solicited for information anyways. And uh, so yeah. to me that's that's not that's not cheating, that's almost stealing. That's stealing from the other guys who are doing it legitimately. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I I, I feel like and I, I hate to say this, man, but I feel like there is more cheating that goes on in you know tournament bass fishing than than we know. Um, and it's sad to it's sad to say that, but absolutely pitiful. No no excuse for that. Um, so whoever, so shout out to those guys who uh, who put them on blast um, because that's that doesn't need. And I wish this story would have got a lot larger than it was. I mean, it was it was a big story, but it it should have been way bigger than this. So. Um, you know, hopefully this never happens yes, again, I, and hopefully, hopefully learned his lesson. And I hope they just don't slap him on the wrist, man, because uh, that deserves more than uh, a slap on the wrist. So, but man, cheaters, man, cheaters. What are you gonna do? No so, fun. No fun. No fun. No fun. Well, listen, man, we are uh, we're gonna wrap this up. This was a uh, I know we didn't I know we didn't get to talk much. Um, I'm just actually we're gonna go into the Saint Clair thing because I told everybody I would. But uh, I know did you so you did fish over the weekend. Let's let's hear about your uh, let's hear about your little fishing excursion. <coughs> um, so let's run it back to last weekend. I actually got to go. I actually mm-hmm. got to go for a few more. Than I did uh, yeah. a couple, couple days ago. Um, I went to Portage Lakes in Ohio. I've never been there. Mm-hmm. Uh, very, very good bass fishery. Um, like I said, I've never been there, so I'm, I was just fishing then. Uh, I caught two, I believe, and uh, my buddy he caught three, then he missed like 
a bunch, handful more. Mm-hmm. But definitely a very, very cool lake I've never been to. Uh, yep. It's different than any sort of other lake around home. It's just a bunch of lakes fed through canals almost like it's kind of like a Florida lake and it's chock full of grass and I'd really like to get to know it when I'm up here but in the meantime yeah then yesterday yesterday I went to a lake called Stolt Fork Lake here in Ohio Mm -hmm. um I didn't know it was such a bass fishery until uh, I was talking to a game warden <laughs> after I got <laughs> off the water and he was talking about how bad it was. Wow. On top of when the water temp ranged from 86 to like 84-ish is what I was seeing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I got I got one little nibble yesterday and that's about it. Wow. Yeah, that's uh, not, <laughs> not fun. Oh, man. Well, no. Sounds like you're uh, you're having a heck of a time up there in Ohio, and uh, man, when are you when are you when are you coming back? Well, uh, so I get to leave here the twelfth, mm-hmm. but I think I'm just gonna come back to Stonewall because I will be fishing that oh uh, big bass clash. Yeah, that's two. right. Yes, sir. That's right. Yeah, not to uh, go ahead and, and plug. I guess we can go ahead and plug that, right? Can we go ahead and plug it early? We're gonna plug it early. So uh, I don't know if you guys saw it. Uh, I haven't pl- I haven't said anything about it. I actually probably post it tomorrow. But uh, the uh, Marshall Big Bass Clash, me and my me myself and Tyler Drown are going to be putting that on uh, another Big Bass tournament style event, August thirteenth on Stonewall Jackson. You guys don't want to miss it. It's going to be an awesome time. Uh, hourly payouts plus we're going to have yep. overall payout at the end of the day. Um, definitely come out, come out and support, uh, this, all the money we're raising this, uh, that 13th will be, uh, used for the national championship, uh, cause I imagine it's going to be quite a pricey trip for us to take down there. So, um, if you guys are, uh, around the area, if you don't have anything to do with the 13th, come jump in. We're going to have a great time. Uh, I'll be there. I'll be weighing in the fish. Yep. Um, we're going to, we're going to see some big ones, man. And, uh, I can't wait to, I uh, can't wait to run it. I know I talked with, uh, Grant and, uh, those guys from the Grout Doors and, uh, man, they had a great time running it. Uh, I, we had a great time fishing it, but I'm actually excited to run it. Uh, I think we're going to see some pretty cool stuff unfold during the day. So, uh, very excited for that. So again, August 13th. Stonewall Jackson, you can either put in at the marina or you can put in at the Vandalia ramp. We'll have two people. We'll have one person at each ramp. Um, be there. Go ahead, Joey. Beautiful. That answered my question. Yep. Yep. You can put in at both. So uh, we'll have the we'll have one of us will be at the uh, Vandalia ramp. One of us will be at the marina ramp, taking registration all the way in. Takes in at the marina. So. Um, Definitely make sure if you're coming to fish, make sure to read the rules. I'll be giving out a set of rules to each angler as uh, as we uh, as we as we get closer to that. But um, tournament times, registration starts at five, lines in at six, lines back out at uh, two o'clock. The final weigh-in, the scales close at two, so you have to have your fish in the tanks before two o'clock or at right at two o'clock to uh, be yes. counted in. So make sure you know that. Um, We'll kind of dive into that next week on next week's show, but um, yeah, definitely excited for that. So we'll uh, we're we'll, looking forward to that. Should be a great time. Uh, uh, what else? What else were we going into? I forgot. Man, I lost my train of thought. 
Saint Clair. Saint Clair, yes, Saint Clair. So, um, got wrapped up in the Marshall thing, man. Golly, you got me all excited. I'm just so excited to run that. So Saint Clair, we uh, I, I left uh, last uh, Tuesday. Yep, for Saint Clair, uh, went up there late Tuesday night. Didn't get there till about four o'clock in the morning. Slept about thirty minutes uh, till about five thirty, about five ish or something. I don't know. It was up pretty late. Um, slept about thirty minutes. Went out on the lake. Man, had a phenomenal day Tuesday. Uh, best five of mine by myself. Went almost twenty one pounds. Had a great day. Uh, just out there fun fishing, having a good time. Great time. <clears throat> didn't go far from the Metro Park, didn't make any crazy runs. We just stayed right real close and uh, caught all kinds of fish. Uh, day two, and this is where uh, I kind of want to give some advice to those who have never been to the Great Lakes, to those who watch the show but who are thinking about going to the Great Lakes and uh, have never been and what to expect. So, uh, I've been to the Great Lakes quite a few times now in my life, uh, not not a rookie, I don't guess. I mean, I still feel like I'm pretty young. I don't know as much as other guys. But what I do know is how to stay safe out there and how to uh, how to make the most of your trip. So what I suggest, I guess, um, going into this is, guys, always have, number one is always have all your safety equipment that uh, that you need. Even it, you know, you make sure you have all your Coast Guard, you know, all the things that you'll need uh, to be Coast Guard approved. But also, uh, it doesn't go without saying, man, Make sure you have life jackets. Make sure that all your safety, all your safety things are up to date, because in a situation like I saw over the weekend or over last week, um, I'm just glad I was there because it could have been a lot worse um, had I not been there in the moment. You know, um, fortunately I just happened to be there. And if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, uh, there was a uh, incident where uh, a friend of mine, uh, him and his son. Had actually, uh, the bilge pump had failed on their boat, and they didn't know it at the time. And uh, after so long, they just took some waves over the back. We're out there in pretty rough water, you know, three, four footers. Um, so you're taking some waves over the back. And over time, you know, if you're taking three and four footers over the back, you know, you're getting a little bit back in the, you know, back of the boat. That's going to fill up pretty quick. And if you don't know that your live wells, you're not your live well, but you don't know that your bilge pump isn't working um, you know, you can fill up your boat and never even know it, and then it would be, be too late whenever you do find out. So, um, it looks like we're freezing. Uh-oh. Hang on just a second. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, it looks like we're... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It looks like we were freezing. Anyway, back to, uh, back to what I was talking about. Um, but yeah, it can it can be very very you know you can get caught up in being something pretty bad in a hurry and not even realize it and that would just happen to be the case what I saw um, over the weekend uh, they're definitely scary man it's always definitely important to check and make sure your equipment is I mean just frequently you don't have to check it every ten minutes but every every so often you know go back there check check and make sure your equipment's running properly your bilge pumps are working. Um, because man, it can be, it can be a life or death, you know, experience, you know, something life or death situation if you don't know what's going on in the moment. So, um, dude, are we losing connection again? Oh my God. Dude, what is, what is, I have no idea. I think my audio, I think my audio is still picking up, but I'm not really sure. I don't know. I don't know. It keeps freezing. Not fun. Technology sucks, man. Anyway, I guess I will. Uh, I th- yes. Are you still? Are you sure. still there? Can you still hear me? Yeah. Can you hear me? 
Yeah, I still got you. So I'm I gonna, I'm you. just, yeah, I'm gonna ramble through this because I'm not actually not sure what's going on here. But anyways, uh, back to my point that I was saying that it's important to, to make sure your equipment's up to date, man. Make sure your equipment's running properly. Make sure you have all your uh, safety, um, whether that's flares, whether that's uh, you know life jackets. Because in a situation like we were in, if they hadn't, if I wouldn't have been there, they wouldn't have been able to access their flares. Um, maybe possibly not even their phones. They would have just been sitting out there with their life jackets on top of the boat, waiting for somebody to come get them, and or somebody to drive by. So definitely a scary situation. Um, I don't wish that upon nobody, but. Uh, if you if you if you are planning to make a trip to to the Great Lakes, make sure you have all your equipment uh, in check. Make sure everything's up top notch, and uh, make sure you have all your safety, your uh, your PFDs and all that good stuff. So, because uh, I definitely don't want to see anybody, uh, you know, either get injured or you know lose their life out there. Because it's not it's not worth it, man. Not worth it. Not worth it. So, but man. Uh, I think that's all we're gonna do. I had a great time at St. Clair, though, minus the uh, sunk boat. Uh, <laughs> we had we had a we had a great time, man. We we enjoyed it. We had uh, caught a bunch of fish. Kelsey got to catch her PB, which was pretty cool. Got to be there to witness that, and uh, man, had just had a blast. So can't wait to go back next year, and uh, maybe hopefully we'll go back next year. I don't know, but and uh, have a great time. So Joey. We have another show, so we are uh, doubling down on. Sh- we have we are doubling down on shows this week. Um, we have a uh, we have a show with uh, Nolan Ewing coming up. Um, we're gonna do the uh, Hobie Bos if we can get him on. Uh, the Hobie Bos winners, first and second place, the brothers, the minor brothers. Uh, we're gonna pull them on uh, probably later this week because I'm gonna actually that, be gone. The uh, fifth- awesome. yeah, dude, it's incredible. Incredible story. We're gonna get that whole story. Um, but yes, the uh, I'll be gone the fifteenth, so we're actually gonna do a show uh, this week for them, and then next Monday we're gonna bring in another guest. Don't know who yet, and uh, do a show then, and then I'll be gone for for the week. So um, be looking for that show next Tuesday with Nolan and Ewing. So man, awesome stuff. Uh, thank you for uh, joining along. Yeah. It's been uh, it's been good. I've been rambling. As always, but uh, thanks for Chris for coming up, coming along. We uh, we had a great time with him. Got some pretty cool insight, yeah. but dude, we're gonna wrap this up. We're uh, iron six minutes in, and I'm sure these people are tired of listening to me talk. So if you sticked around for the whole thing, make sure you give this video a like. Uh, make sure you give it a like. Uh, go down if you're not subscribed to the channel. Go down there, hit that subscribe button. It helps us out, helps me out, helps us out a ton. Eventually, I want to get this thing uh, to some point where I can get some cool, fancy stuff for the show, um, and that will only help me along to doing that. So, uh, man, that's it. That's it. We are uh, we're gonna wrap this up, Joey. Uh, any last words from Joey before we wrap this up? Um, no last words. Stay classy. Go catch us some fish. We shall see you guys next time. Yep. As always, guys, uh, we will see you guys on the water later. Show number 40. We're out.